0: Hello and welcome to the Sci-Four Security Weekly Podcast for the week commencing the 25th of January 2021. In InfoSec News this week, Google disclosed details about an ongoing campaign carried out by a government-backed threat actor from North Korea, which has targeted security researchers working on vulnerability research and development. The internet giant Threat Analysis Group, or TAG, said the adversary created a research blog and multiple profiles on various social media platforms such as Twitter, LinkedIn, Telegram, Discord and Keybase in a bid to communicate with the researchers and build trust. It seems that the goal was to steal exploits developed by the researchers for possibly undisclosed vulnerabilities, thereby allowing them to stage further attacks on vulnerable targets of their choice. Their blog contains write-ups and analyses of vulnerabilities which have been publicly disclosed, including guest posts from unwitting legitimate security researchers, likely in an attempt to build additional credibility with other security researchers, said TAG researcher Adam Weidman. The attackers created as many as 10 fake Twitter personas and 5 LinkedIn profiles, which they then used to engage with the researchers, share videos of exploits, retweet other attacker-controlled accounts, and share links to their purported research blog. In one instance, the attacker used Twitter to share a YouTube video of what it claimed to be an exploit for a recently patched Windows Defender floor, when in reality, the exploit was fake. The alleged North Korean hackers have also said to have used a novel social engineering method to hit security researchers by asking them if they would like to collaborate on vulnerability research together, and then provide the targeted individual with a Visual Studio project. This Visual Studio project, besides containing the source code for exploiting the vulnerability, included custom malware which establishes communication with a remote C2 server to execute arbitrary commands on the compromised system. In a tweet, Kaspersky noted that the malware delivered via the project shared code-level similarities with the Manuscript, aka FailChill or Volgma, a previously known Windows backdoor deployed by the Lazarus Group. What's more, TAG said it observed several cases where researchers were infected after visiting the research blog, following which a malicious service was installed on the machine, and an in-memory backdoor would begin beaconing to a C2 server. With the victim system supposedly running fully patched and up-to-date versions of Windows 10 and Chrome web browser, the exact mechanism of compromise remains unknown at this time, but it is suspected that the threat actor likely leveraged zero-day vulnerabilities in Windows 10 and Chrome to deploy this strain of malware. cybercriminals often use brute force attacks, phishing emails and existing data dumps to break into corporate networks, but there is one area which is oft overlooked, often to a company's detriment, ghost accounts. It's not always the case that when a staff member leaves their employee, whether due to a new job offer, changes of circumstance, illness or in unfortunate cases, death, that their accounts are removed from corporate networks. This oversight is one that cybercriminals are now apparently taking advantage of, and in a recent case, actively exploited in order to spread ransomware. In a case study documented by Sophos's Cyber Forensics Group, an organisation reached out after being infected by Nemty ransomware. According to Sophos, the ransomware, also known as Nephilim, impacted over 100 systems, encrypting valuable files and demanding payment in return for a decryption key. First detected back in 2019, NEMT was a -a ransomware-as-a-service variant of malware which could be purchased on underground forums. In 2020, the developers took NEMT private, reserving the code's future development for select partners. During an investigation into the source of the infection, Sophos narrowed down the original network intrusion to a high-level administrator account. Over the course of a month, the threat actors quietly explored the company's resources, obtaining domain admin account credentials and exfiltrating hundreds of gigabytes worth of data. Once the attackers had finished their reconnaissance and taken everything of value, Nemti was then deployed. To quote one of the incident responders, ransomware is the final payload in a long-form attack. It is the attacker telling you they already have control of your network and have finished the bulk of the attack. Identifying you are under ransomware attack is easy. Identifying the attacker was on your network a week earlier is what counts. The cybersecurity team then asked who the high privilege administration account belonged to, with the victim company then confirming the account belonged to a former member of staff who passed away approximately three months before the intrusion. Instead of revoking access and closing down the ghost account, the firm chose to keep it active and open because there were services that it was used for. This has led to the recommendation that any ghost account allowed to stay connected to corporate resources once the user has no need of it should have interactive logins disabled, or if the account is really needed, a service account should be created in its stead to perform those functions. The possible complete fall of a malware giant this week, with law enforcement beginning to distribute an Emotet module to infected devices which will uninstall the malware on April 25th this year. Earlier this week, Europol announced the almost complete destruction of the infamous Emotet email spamming botnet used to distribute malicious word spam attachments which install malware such as TrickBot and QBot. These attacks usually lead to the full network compromise of infected companies and the deployment of Ryuk and Conti by TrickBot and ProLock or Egregor by QBot. After infecting victims, Emotet would typically distribute various modules to infected devices which perform different malicious activities. After the announcement, a security researcher known as Milkream discovered that Emotet had begun to push down a new module to infected devices. This module will uninstall the Emotet malware from infected devices on April 25, 2021 at 12 o'clock GMT. In a phone call with Europol's press office, journalists were told that the German Bundeskriminalamt, or BKA, Federal Police Agency, was responsible for this action. The press office, though, did not know the date that law enforcement would commence the uninstallation of the malware. It is currently unknown why law enforcement is waiting two months to uninstall the malware strain. In response to questions regarding the module being pushed down to infected users, Germany's BKA shared the following statement. Within the framework of the criminal procedural measures carried out at international level, the BKA has arranged for the malware Emetet to be quarantined in the computer systems affected. Identification of the systems affected is necessary in order to seize evidence and to enable the users concerned to carry out a complete system cleanup to prevent further offences. For this purpose, the communication parameters of the software have been adjusted in a way that the victim systems no longer communicate with the infrastructure of the offenders, but with an infrastructure created for the seizure of evidence. It seems like in the short term we may see some activity from previously compromised Emotet victims, which looks like exfiltration, but will actually be the gathering of evidence by law enforcement prior to the complete deletion of known Emotet variants on April the 25th. Thank you very much for listening to the Cypher Security Threat Intel Weekly podcast. Please do not hesitate to contact us should you wish to discuss anything here. And thank you very much for listening.